0: Today, on It's Time. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The key ingredient in faith is waiting upon the Lord. I hear the calling. It's time. It's time. It's time.
1: time. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler
0: we get older in the Lord, what happens? is we begin to say, wow, God, you said no. Cool. Thank you. See, God prevented us from wasting our time. Or being where we weren't supposed to be at the right time. Or God had something much better for you than what you were asking for. Now, see, that's what the Bible says. To him who is able to do above what you can ask or think. See, I, I, I say... Um, well, God, I I want that one right there. And God says, oh, no, I got something much better for you. Well, you didn't give me that one. And God says, but I got something better for you. But I don't care. I want that one. And so God, because we still surrender our life to him, we say, okay, God, I won't take that one. Isn't it better just to say, I want that one. God says, no, I got something else for you. Okay. Isn't there a lot better way to live? So let's, let's think about this for a minute. Moving out of the mundane into, you might say, God's best for our life. This is where I believe expecting a miracle in our lives each day is a good thing. Because those unctions that God gives you, whether it's to call somebody on the phone, a thought comes to your mind, an urge to move, an idea to change jobs, maybe it's just to to pick up something for somebody and drop it. I'm saying the way God communicates to us is great. And if God prevents that from happening, don't get mad at God. Just say, okay, God, that was just an unction. Thanks. But I want to be careful in my life not to miss an opportunity to do something for God. Or to miss an opportunity in which God, friends, believe it or not, will do something for, for us. He does do those things. And if we don't listen to God, we can miss those opportunities in which God wants to bless us. And so... Learning to get out of the rut, friends, is hard because we're so used to, oh, nothing's going to... We can become like Eeyore. You ever remember Eeyore? Oh, nothing's ever going to be good. That's just the way we get. Well, that's just what I always thought. It was just like yesterday. And God says, no, I want to do something new. And so it's learning to hear his voice. Now, right here, it's very clear that these guys were very much reliant upon the Holy Spirit, to guide them. And by the way, Timothy now joins Paul and Silas. Now we have Timothy there as well. And you might say Timothy, being usable for the kingdom of God, was also in training as well. He was watching the miracles of God and understanding that well, you know, now that I I'm a Christian, everything I want, everything I want to do, goes my way. Well, two places here they were forbidden to go do what God had uh, what what they felt God had wanted them to do, because God had some place else for them to go. Well, verse nine. So where do we go? Passing by Mesia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Now. This is kind of interesting because visions can appear in the daytime. They can appear at night. It does not say a dream here. Sometimes they're different. And somebody said one time, a dream is like something that you think about and you're in your subconscious. A vision is more like you're watching a movie and you're actually watching it happen in front of you. Well, whatever it was, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And a man in Macedonia came and stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Wow. We're, see, they wanted to go someplace else, and God forbade them twice. Now God is speaking to him in a dream, saying, This is the direction I want you to go. Point is this. God is bigger than anything that you've ever done wrong. Always remember that. God is able to make something good out of the worst of situation. Now you say, well, how is that? Paul and Silas had a terrible excuse me, Paul and Barnabas had a terrible fight, but yet God continued to use um, Barnabas and John Mark. God continued to use. Paul and, and, and Silas and now Timothy as he's picking up his, 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 his band of, of young missionaries as they're going uh, around. And now God is speaking to him and saying, this is the direction I want you to go. Now, after he'd seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So they, they said, this must be where we're supposed to go. That's what I'm saying. You say, well, Mike, I got these unctions, and I asked God about it, and God said, no, I don't even want to pray anymore. No, 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 that's not the way it works. You continue to pray, you continue to ask, you continue to seek, you continue to knock, because that's how God directs us. The thing that will paralyze a Christian faster than anything is, well, I prayed once, and God said no. And and I'm done. It may happen several times that God will say no. Here's a great illustration. Now you say, well, maybe I just wasn't spiritual enough to to hear God's voice. Okay, let's, let's take that approach. Who was trying to go to these places? It was Paul. It was Silas. It was Timothy. These guys were all people who knew God, loved God well. And they had desires, even though they were godly desires, God did not let them go. They tried it again. God did not let them go. Now, see, the point is this. A lot of times we think God has said no to us because we're not spiritual enough. Friends, again, God's bigger than the things you've done wrong. And if God says no to something that, he, that you feel an unction to do, you simply say, okay, God, huh, pepperoni pizza late at night. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't your will. Okay? Um, here's the thing. We're spiritual beings. We are created in the image of God. And we, we become born again. We, we have this triunity about ourselves. Just as there's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we have a body, mind, and spirit. And because of that, there's these inner reactions within all three in our being. Sometimes our thoughts are generated by us. That's just true. Sometimes they're generated by God. And sometimes they're generated by the underworld. And I, I don't think there's anybody that's ever been in a church service that hasn't been there worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden you get the most weird evil thought in your life. And you go, Where did that come from? So you thought you were the only one. But it happens. So, what we need then, and by the way, see, people in the world, they're a, spir- they're, they're a spiritual being too. They have a dead spirit, but they have, they're their spiritual being. Like we talked earlier, they're a tabernacle, there's nothing inside. Or whatever's in there is a bunch of junk. So, the problem with them is they have voices and unctions. Their problem is they have no way of knowing where that unction or thought is coming from. Um... And so sometimes you see some of these these people have committed terrible crimes saying, I heard a voice inside my head say to do that. And it's scary because you think, well, anybody in their right mind would know that that ain't what you should be doing. But you see, when you don't have the Holy Spirit to govern your thoughts, you can begin to go out and do very destructive things to others and yourself. So unctions and feelings and emotions and And urges, those are all, I believe, part of us being in our bodies and part of us being a triune being. But without the Holy Spirit's governess in that, we can function and do things that we should never, ever do. So we see here as an illustration, these guys, loving God, spiritual people, evangelists. Paul's now, we're reading about his second missionary journey. And he is forbidden to go certain places. He didn't get mad at God and say, well... I'm going home. He just kept on until he found what God wanted him to do. And it tells us that after he'd seen the vision, immediately we sought to go. They moved on the impulse that they had once it was cleared by God. So how do you get out of a dead Christian relationship? You know, you're you're a Christian. What's happening? You know, back to Eeyore again. Say, okay, Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You give me your unction, what you want me to do. And I will act upon those things, providing they're not... It's it, Now, here's the thing. Well, I really felt that God wanted me to go 105 through Nevada because I was late for an appointment. What's wrong with that? Well, the Bible says to obey the laws of the land, and there's those doggone little signs that say 70 miles an hour on Interstate 93 or I-93. I guess it's not an Interstate... Highway 93. So we know then that if we're in violation of something that, well, you know, God, I, I really heard God's voice and he wants me, to, told me to go get drunk tonight. <clears throat> you know, that's wrong. Why? Because the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, wear and excess, but be filled with Holy Spirit. So you know that God didn't say that. You say, well, Mike, I, I don't know all of the Bible like that. But you know what you do know? You know, the Holy Spirit. Because he lives inside of you and we know the Holy Spirit will never tell you to do something contrary to his word. So if it seems unreasonable what God, what you feel an unction has told you to do, it probably is. I believe this is why God's put brothers and sisters around us. Uh, to help bounce ideas off. And I think this is why Wednesday nights and Sunday nights and Sunday mornings and any other time you can get together with the saints are good because you might be dealing with something. You say, well, you know, I've had this crazy idea. Uh, I I talked to my sister. I shared this before. She said, I got this crazy idea, Mike, to go start an orphanage with uh, this girl named Tracy over in Africa. (laughs) I go, you know, and I wish she told me. I went, okay. (laughs) And you know what? She went over, did it. I saw the pictures. It's a tremendous ministry, but it began with an unction. And somebody says, well, does that mean if I get saved, God's going to send me to the deepest darkness of (laughs) Africa? He did my sister. I don't know. I mean, that's the way it worked. But we all have our respective ministries where God's called us to. So understanding that when you pray, okay, God, today's yours. What do you want me to do? And you begin to listen to God, move on his unctions of his spirit, making sure that it's in the guidance of his word. If God closes the door, praise God, it's not the time for it. Or daddy said, no, that's okay. And go to the next and see what God does. Because you will never, ever be bored in your Christian experience. You won't have time to go backsliding because you'll be so busy being about your father's business, you won't be thinking that way. Remember, if daddy closes the door, you say thank you. Now that's hard because we like it our way. I have instant hamburgers. I have instant on radios. I like it instant. God says that ain't the way it works with him. So, without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. And so a key ingredient in faith is waiting upon the Lord. Patience. And so seeing what God does. But those unctions that God gives you, I believe can be, and oftentimes very much are, spawned by the Holy Spirit. So, because you're a spiritual being, you have the Holy Spirit to govern that off of, we begin to move out, you'll be surprised what you do. I think about some of the guys in church here. They said, well, what if we started going over to some of the retirement homes and, on Sunday afternoon and just sharing uh, faith with them? And uh, I said, that sounds great. So they went over, and he just thought they would say, no, we don't want you in here. They said, sure, come on in. These people love to have you come over and see him. He goes, really? It's amazing. It just takes an unction of God. So be part of that. Let God speak to you. Let Him inspire you to think differently than you have before. Be a be a person that that uh, God uses in that way. There's three other kinds of people, and we shared this many times before. There's people that make things happen. There's people that watch things happen, and those people that wonder what happened. And I don't want you to be the last. I want you to be somebody that that the Holy Spirit uses. To influence, impact, and change people's lives. Because the Bible says that he will. And so, um, well, we'll just read a couple more verses here. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Smithhras, and next day came to Neapolis. And from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city in that part of Macedonia, and co- a colony and we stayed in that city for some days and on the Sabbath day we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made now the reason why is because if there wasn't actually a synagogue in the in the town uh, they would then meet by a river someplace this was customary for them and so uh, what Paul was doing was looking for believers notice again it says it was on the Sabbath day because his first the, the commission of God was first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And so whenever Paul would go into a town, he would seek the Jewish believers first, wherever they might be. If there was a synagogue, he would go to that. If there wasn't a synagogue, he would, they, it was customary for people in those days to meet by a river. And so they went out uh, to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met us there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. And she was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And then she and her household were baptized. And she begged us saying, if you have judged me today to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she constrained us. So she said, look, we'll, we'll provide you a place to stay. Now, this is really something. Well, I see something really funny here. Okay. Let's go back to verse 9, okay? Now, if you like to underline things in your Bible, here's a funny thing to underline. In a vision appeared to Paul in the night, a man of Macedonia pleaded with him saying, come over and help us. A man of Macedonia. When he gets there, who is the key point person? The man of Macedonia? The man of Macedonia was a woman. (laughs) Whoa, check that out. A certain woman named Lydia, verse 14, heard us, and she was a seller of purple, and she's the one that invited him into their house, and it was a base of operations for what they were doing. You see, when you're, when you're in Christ, all things are possible. Now, I'm not saying the man was really a woman, but I'm saying that it appeared as a man, but in reality, the, the, the reality of the vision that he had was actually a woman who believed Paul... She was a seller of purple. She probably was financially fairly well off because of that. And because of that, she said, come and lodge with us. We'll take care of you. Now, that's something how God provides. So, God wants to provide for you tonight. So, what's hard for God? Next week, we'll get into some of the amazing things concerning demon possession. We want uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Because uh, the power that God has over those kinds of spirits and things like that. So tonight, if you, if you find yourself a little lacking, you might say, inspiration in your Christian experience, what's the cure? Pray. Say, okay, God, you put in my heart your purposes. Now, I don't know your purposes. Um, I have a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts. I don't know what is and what isn't. So I want you to open and close the doors according to your will. And then you might say this. I promise that I won't get mad if you say no. Because I believe that's spiritual maturity. I think that's when you start growing up in the Lord, is when, is when you know, Daddy says no, and we go, right on, Papa. You know, I, I mean, we let Him be God. And so by doing that, we are then taking His direction. Now, does God guide His people in the world today? I believe so. I think that's what we we're looking at here tonight. So did God like the people in Paul's day better than he likes the people today? I would say no. So that tells me then, the potential in you tonight, walking in the Spirit, is absolutely off the charts of your potential in Jesus. Again, it's not self-esteem, it's Christ's esteem. It's not what you think of yourself, it's what God thinks of you. But opening your heart and saying, Okay, God, I don't want to keep living an e or life. I want you to show me what you want me to do for your kingdom. Open the doors and close them. And you know what happens when we do that? We start thinking differently. And when Jesus said, If you had the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, and you said to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it would be done unto you. And you think, well, that's pretty... Weird, well, a, 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 a mustard, a faith of a grain. First of all, here's the thing. Jesus is saying there it isn't the enormity of faith that we have. If you had the faith of the size of a mountain, you could say to this mustard seed, "Be removed and be cast into the sea." I go, I can do that. But it's not. If you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, the question is, does the faith exist? In other words the unction that God gives you. Does that exist? The second thing that we need to always look at, I believe, is that as we walk in the Spirit, if it's in God's will, the mountain will move. Now think about it for a minute. No matter what it is that we have ever... Think about this. Whatever unction you've ever had in your heart, as a Christian, to do, I guarantee... That in one way or another, there will be some type of a mountain that you will look at and say, but God can't, or I can't do that. And you're right, you can't. But God can. So, it isn't the enormity of faith that we have. It's does the faith exist, and is it in God's will? And when those two things come together in your life, you will see the miracles, the power of God. And here's the other thing. Don't stop when God does that. See a lot of people go, Thank you, God, I got my march in order. I'll see you later. See you next year. Do you realize that God may give you that unction and give you another one tomorrow and another one tomorrow and another one tomorrow? In fact, I believe He will allow you to do as much or more that you're willing to do. So it starts someplace. Where's it going to start in your life tonight? Well, first of all, the first question we have to look at is, is Jesus first? That's the, the, that's the main question. Is he first in your life? If he's first in your life, and what I mean by that is, are you born again? Have you asked him into your life? Is Jesus first? Now, we can't serve two masters. So that's why we have to let go of the things that do not please God. Because unfortunately, if we don't let go of those things, we'll drag them with us into whatever endeavor God wants us to do. That's why repentance is so important for the Christian life. So as we repent, that frees us up. Um, I I don't know how many guys here have ever pulled a trailer, whether it be a boat or a camping trailer or a backhoe on a a, 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 a three-axle trailer or whatever, and you drag it and drag it around. And when you finally decouple that from the truck, man, you feel like a Corvette. You go, woohoo! It got rid of the weight that you were dragging around. And what I believe is, I think we drag a lot of stuff around that hinders us from doing what God wants us to do. Again, looking at this as we see tonight, is it a formula? Nope. It's just knowing God and understanding how God communicates to us. And what does it say in the still? small voice let God speak to you that's why you need to spend time in prayer because in prayer is where God unctions us that's when God says and we in fact I had a friend and he said whenever I go pray I bring a tablet and a a piece of paper and and a pencil so I can write down everything wow In other words, instead of him going and saying, Okay, God, tell me one thing to do. He says, take a piece of paper and a pencil and start writing. There's a whole lot of things. And you start finding. you, you, You walk in his spirit. So much different than living the old way of, you know, throwing your fate to the wind. So much better. Let's pray. Father, tonight, we commit our ways to you. As we looked at this tonight... We see that some of your greatest people, God, in your your word, you forbid them to do certain things. Good things, at least the minds of people. But yet your timing and your ways are perfect. And so, Father, for each person here tonight, I pray that you would inspire us. A fresh vision, fresh fire, God, that you would do something in our hearts that would cause us not to think the way we did yesterday, but Lord, that we would think in the avenues of you guiding and leading us each day. And as we read your word, God, we see how how you, how you led your people that loved you, whether it was Moses leading the children out of Egypt, or whether it was Paul leading his missionary team from town to town. We want that same unction from you. You'll get us moving, so we'll be about your business. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse-by-verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website. At the RiverChristian Fellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.